Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee and have real conversations on faith, culture, and society. This is Mark Hyde. And Chris Fuller. And today, we are asking the question of, can we talk about Target? And what's going on over there in all things commercialism? Happy June, by the way, Fuller. Happy June. Happy June. (laughs) We'll talk about why it's important this episode. So you ready? Let's Let's go. We're taking back June. Kind of. Okay, so, which, which side note, before we jump in, let's just side call note. a spade a spade. This is our first time together, guys, in literally three months. February 18th, I think, was the last time we were together to record. Today, time of recording is May 26th. May 26th. So, unlike all the other episodes, we're like, hey, this is three months out. This is three this months is out. Like right this is the like corner. right around the corner, man. Yeah, this is like a couple weeks. This is like this is wild. So, but so we're back in the studio. We've ba- already messed up. Back in the saddle. Yeah. Well, we, I messed it, up. It's a, it's a tiny. It's it's we're little. We're knocking the rust off. That's all it is. But it's like just a for real though. It wasn't that we bad. We were like, why isn't this working? Oh, we got to plug it in. We it's, pulled up the HDMI cable. Why is this covered in dust? Wait. Oh, because we haven't seen this thing in three months. <laughs> when you pulled up, you were like picking so, cobwebs off. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. But I, bro, came, I came in man. here and cleaned out all the cobwebs today because I haven't been in the studio since we stopped recording. I was like, oh, let me get all this cleaned up. So. Which means an entire part of Father's house has been going unused. It, it has. And it needs to. Well, I mean, other than like shipping out, coming down and putting together That's swag true. bags because all of our swag bags. Whoa, wait, look, our Bible staff. Well, dwindling. It, it's starting to dwindle a little bit, which is a good thing. That means that many of you listeners have requested a Bible because you were Ooh. in need. So we're we're going to be having to put an order in. But even worse, our swag bag inventory is low. I got to put an order in for swag bag oh, goodness. stuff. I just did. I re-upped our business cards and our stickers might need to get and our magnets. Again. But yeah, we're getting low on swag bags. And what else is coming right around the corner here in another month? Month and a half. Revive Fest, formerly known as Engedi, where yours truly will be putting on a workshop and other We're doing a lot roles. more fun things. Yeah, lots of fun things. And I know some of you are already planning on being out there with us, and we're yep. looking forward to it. I don't know what we're doing yet, but we got to talk we're about doing that. Something, but we're but so be doing we're that. doing a workshop. I'm doing a workshop. You're doing a small church media and podcast. And we're doing stuff on the main stage. Supposed to be. We need to we need to really we probably touch, should touch you, Matt. Touch base. We with probably Matt. should touch base. But but we haven't been able to touch base on a lot of things because life oh. over the last three months has been wild. All right. So last time we were recording, Lennox was yet to be Lennox born. Lennox was yet to be born. He is hence been born. Yep. And if you're in the part of the Facebook group, you guys have been keeping up with that. Yeah, you kind yep. of have have that general idea. But for those who aren't part of the Facebook group, Mark, why don't you fill us in on all the exciting things that he brought into the world? A lot himself? of crap hit a lot of fans. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. Man, so so if you guys have been listening, you guys know he has, he's had what's called congenital heart defect. And we found out after he was born that he had something called Schoen's complex. Mm. And so what Schoen's complex is, is there's basically, Beth is going to correct me because I'm probably going to get this wrong. So babe, fix us in the group chat, well, and, in Facebook and, group and, and, and everything. And give him a little grace here. A little mercy. It's Beth. She ain't giving me nothing. <laughs> so, well, that's not true, but let's say appropriate. So um, for Schoen's... <laughs> We're back. All right, so over for Stone's complex, there's basically five issues that could be wrong on the left side of the heart, and any combination of those four out of five equals Shones. Mm. Now, the really cool thing is, as crazy as all the intricacies of the heart is, the guy who wrote the book 
on how to diagnose and treat Shones complex. His name isn't Shones. No, I don't. I don't think so. But he is at Riley Children's Hospital, which mm-hmm. I'm in proudly wearing my Riley's Children's Riley. Hospital T-shirt. So if you're on YouTube, you see Riley with the kids in like red wagons. That's that's their brand. And if you don't know what Riley is, it's one of the best children's hospital in the nation. Yeah, go look at it. I think that they were number six. Yeah, this year I think last year there were five of like top children's hospitals like in the nation or something like. That. I mean, mm. like you can't beat like John Hopkins and right, Mayo right. and. But it's up there. But the it's fact that there. it's in Indianapolis, so we only have to the, drive two and a half hours. For the one fact of, that it's less than three hours away, <laughs> and they have like the so so basically the guy who discovered not discovered who who wrote the book on how to diagnose it, figure it out, and treat it is at Riley and oversaw everything that happened with Lennox. That's awesome. And so we were very, very blessed for that. But but so anywho, so we went down. Um, Beth was induced because he couldn't go. They, they wanted to get him to a, a specific point, but not go any past. So that way his heart is as in the best place it can be without actually potentially doing more damage in the womb. So right. Beth was induced. Um, you know, we were hanging out at the hospital playing cards. I, I brought my own coffee and my own pour over with the clever yeah, it was drip. Pretty it was funny. I'm like, awesome. I have rubbed off on you too much. It sir. was so great. <laughs> it was awesome. Cause I never had, I never had bad coffee at the hospital, but it was awesome. Um, I had some bad pour overs, but that's my fault. But anywho, um, so, yeah, so we were there and things were happening and Beth had to be met. Whatever, whatever the terminology is, is for being medically like stop she, your labor. She was induced and then they had to stop the uninduced. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> re re paused, re paused, induced. So, so because <laughs> every time that she would have a contraction, his heart rate would drop and then it would come back up. Question: and Did you tell her pause? Did you do the whole pause? And or no? I like I like living. <laughs> I like I like my life. I like living. anyway. Sorry. So, um. So anywho, so you know, we had a talk with me this section. We're gonna go for a. We we have to go a C section. That's right. just what it is. Right. And so, but they took her back. I, I get my little scrubbies on, feeling like I'm in Grey's Anatomy, ready to rock and roll. <laughs> And I'm just sitting there in the lobby doing nothing. So not like I was just sitting. No, that's true. But I mean, I had to like scrub up and like get my elbows and use the fancy yep. sinks. I'm not like, oh, this is just like Grazer ER, which we've been ER. watching ER lately. Yes, that's the throwback. We've been binging. I love it. It's ER. awesome. But so anyway, so so we get back there and come to find out he flipped breach on Beth. That's crazy. And so when they did the C-section, it, you know, well, first off, it was traumatic going in because her heart. Or, or, so her contraction happened. His heart rate went down just like normal, but it never came back up. Mm. And so they apparently threw her back on the table and were starting to cut her open before they even had like the C-section sheets pulled up. Yeah, Janiel so, would be like, so Janiel's tracking me. this. Yeah, she she would be like, because you guys yeah. went through some crap with Noel. Yeah, but she would need like therapy after that experience just just from the experience she had with noel was it dramatic was enough i cannot even imagine what she'd be and like so through and, and like beth was apparently like being like moved all over because they were going aggressive on it because lennox flipped breach so when they went to pull out his head like they thought they were supposed to he his butt came out do you think maybe that's why the heart rate never came back up is because he was breached i don't know i don't, I don't know hmm. i don't know I wonder if that's why. I mean, Elliot had, I remember Elliot had, obviously not with Beth, but Elliot had a lot of issues with his heart rate dropping too. Yeah. So I don't know if that's like a genetic, th- genetic thing from my side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But so, so these breach, they had to do a, a, a really aggressive T cut. Apparently that's what it's called. So instead of just straight across, they had to go up. So like she can net, which we're not having any more kids. Eight is plenty. <laughs> What's what? Okay, what's can that we, old say? Eight and skate, man. Eight skate, baby. I've never skate. heard of that. Come use that. Eight skate, baby. We good. So it's always funny because after you have like three kids, and you're, uh, do you really want more? You have three, and then when you have like eight, they're like, "Hey, why don't just go for ten? Go for the dozen. Go for the." Dozen. It's like eight guys, skate, baby. Eight is 
Eight, eight is four times more than the national average of kids. Just eight and skate, baby. And I have four times the stress and anxiety. But anywho, so um, so that happened. They pulled her out. So basically, her her uterus is all like right now in terms of like. If it, they're small children, you might want to turn if, this down. If she, uh, <laughs> no, this is biology. So like, like so if she ever gets pregnant, can can never have a natural birth again, right. which is very common. With, like a lot of C-sections that are more T-cut or, or emergency, but also she can never go past a certain weak mark or her uterus will explode. So that's, that's, that's pretty wild. So after that happened, he was carted away. We didn't see him for like eight hours. Mm-hmm. And they found out that his heart was actually worse in a lot of areas than other ones. So um, the first day of after surgery is always the hardest. But he almost had to be put on what's called ECMO, which mm-hmm. basically is like a breathing machine. It costs a half a million dollars to turn the switch on. Like like oh. they, they bill you a half a million for wow. flipping the switch on. And so they have like, I think it's seven or eight ECMO machines in the entire unit. Over the course of that week, they used all of them but one. Wow. And apparently that one was lined up for Lennox, I guess. But um, so thankfully, like it was a bad, bad, bad day in the last ditch effort for medication to get him to, for his blood pressure and his heart to work like it should happened at like the final hour. Mm. So like we're, we're really blessed for that. But yeah, we were at the hospital for a total of a whole month. Uh, we were there together for two weeks. I came back, took care of the kids when Beth was there. Then we flip-flopped a couple times and brought him back home. And ever since then, man, I mean, we have to do a lot with his NG tube to feed him like gravity feed. We've been dealing with reflux and weight issues and um he can't get sick so he had a slight fever so we had to rush him to the er so that was exciting yeah so basically i've seen you one time for about three minutes tops i just picked something up since didn't I? I dropped something you off drop, you picked up your kids man oh that's three right you need to for me it's because we've been trying to stay away as much as possible because we don't want to like this is hard expose to, them to like germs our, our kids you, so. can barely hold their baby brother right so you know everybody i know around you's been trying to be real careful with him right now he, until he gets a little older he, uh, he finally got a couple vaccines i don't remember which ones but he and, and it's not just a simple fact of like oh like you know anti-vax vax whatever like oh a kid gets sick whatever it's the fact of his heart is working so hard just to live right that any form of sickness could set it over the top and make give it send him into heart failure well it's like so lennox has, has been around for three months now yep and i still he's, have he's freaking cute i still have never seen him in person mm-hmm. in three months and i would consider no myself one, we're not, no one's even allowed to touch him i would consider myself a good friend, hundred <laughs> percent. But 100%. yeah, that's how serious it is right now with with him and trying to keep him healthy. Like so. the only people that have actually held Lennox outside of our immediate family, and obviously, like you know, my mom because she has sure. to watch him some. Sure, um, is I think our kindergarten teacher for Nora because Beth really had to go to the bathroom and it was just it is what it is. Sorry, <laughs> um, and then uh, Uncle Devin. Yeah, I think that's right. it because Uncle Devin comes over every Wednesday. We're building that big old playground I for. Saw, I don't yeah. think it, did I even put that in the in the in the facebook group of what i was working on that playground i can't remember if it was on your personal it's, or if dude, you did put it in the group now you see you got it i think oh, your kids have been over there since we had the playground oh, yeah. up they were yeah, there last week last week yeah, yeah yeah and so yeah there's so i've been building a playground in the midst of all this too so it's, that's been my release it's been great um <laughs> but so anywho so right now what we're looking at is we're trying to figure out his feeds and you know he's throws up all the time but thankfully beth just said that uh, and, and the other thing that's hard is like everyone bounces us around for answers. Insurance has been a nightmare. Doctors mm. have been a nightmare. Um, the only people that have been super, super helpful are Wick and one random speech teach or uh, speech therapist that we're connected mm. with mm. and that we happen to get connected with. So, yeah. so there's been a lot of blessings that we're very thankful for. Like we have a cardiologist here in South Bend that's in the Riley's oh, network. That's awesome. Like yeah. he has a Riley's doctor who happens right. to live in South Bend mm. and that doesn't happen. Like Northwest Indiana, 
we'd be going to University of Chicago. We couldn't mm. go there. So we have a lot of blessings that we have, but it's also hard because, you know, we live so far away from Indy. So right. right now what we're working on is keeping his weight up because that's the biggest thing. We have to keep his weight up. We have to watch for fevers. We have to, you know, feel his hands, feel his feet, because if your hands and feet are cold, it could be a sign of your cold or your heart's right. not pumping enough blood, blood to right. the things. Um, and then we also, you know, I tell you what, dude, I could pop an NG tube in anybody in like five seconds. I can pop <laughs> one of them. Mug. If if you ever need an NG tube, because something happens, bro. bro, I can got you. I can pop it. And like, like I actually, uh, my opinion, I did better than the nurses did. So, because the nurses like, it would get stuck when he was crying. And I'm like, watch this. And I, I got He's it. like super I, dad. Well, I got the touch because I've done, like every time I have to drop an NG tube, Beth doesn't do it. Right. I do it. Right. doesn't matter if it's 3 a.m. because he rips it out or normal times, your boy does the NG tube. So, um, but we just do that. We keep feeding them. I feed them every day at three in a, in a wrap sling while I work. And I have my, my old, my, my other podcast mic stand that holds right. the gravity feeder. Right. And I sit there with him in a wrap with the gravity feed. I'm typing. But right now we're, we're looking down the barrel of, a, which we knew um, he had the, it was called a closed heart surgery at five days old that was where we had to come out of but now he has an open heart surgery to right. fix the other two of the four issues and that's coming up in so july or august i can't remember what um what so said. six the six month mark is what there is is okay. when the time frame starts september-ish yes september-ish so but we call it the window he has right. a uh, he has a surgery window right because they as much as possible want to wait till he's a year old to do all these because it's a it, i mean it's aggressive legit open heart but at surgery. six months he should be strong enough that that at least if they had to yes they could but the the, the thing is is the two the the two issues that he has one they want to surgically repair as closest to the year mark as they can the other one they can do it at six months right but because they don't want to do an open heart at six months and open heart a year right so they're trying to get them both together so they're trying to find how close can we get those two surgeries together and gotcha. then if you know, if the one that's supposed to happen in six months, like, okay, it's still fine. Let's just keep pushing out till we last thing possible. Cause right. that ensures that we don't have two open heart surgeries, just right. one. But the main thing we're looking at now is he saws the hole in his heart that has to get repaired. Honestly, it's going to sound weird saying it's no big deal for them to have an open heart surgery and repair that. That repair is no big deal. So for I actually work with a guy who's had a hole in one of his chambers. Since. Yeah, it's common. And it's so really he's, common. He's in his sixties and he goes, yeah, I've lived a pretty good, he goes, I didn't even know mm -hmm. about it until I was like 60 years old yeah. and they found it. And it's like, wow, that's it's, crazy. It's common. The like, I don't remember what the percentage was, but like uh, even my nephews, uh, I'm on Beth's side. Both of them were born with holes in their heart, but they yeah. closed up on their own or enough right. where they're like, yeah, it's fine. Well, that's why I couldn't believe how common it was. It's common. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It's common. And and so when you see a lot of these like uh, football players and soccer players, high school, college, pro, whatever, just drop because of cardiac arrest. Right. A lot of times that's one of the issues. Mm. But um, but the other thing is it's it's called the mitro something valve. It's just short for the mitroid valve. So basically the, the valve at the bottom of the heart that kind of like goes yeah to all right. the parts of the body right you're supposed to have a tricuspid valve and it like like the three and it like open and closes but his is only two and so what they have to do is they either have to repair it or replace it mm. if they repair it it's going to be fine for pretty much the rest of his life i mean he's always he's always going to have a cardiologist he's sure. always going to have blood pressure medication always going to have to be always watchful. yes he's always i mean but he can still play sports sure. potentially with sure. this but if he has to get it repaired though he has to go in for an open heart surgery like every two years oh. until he's a full-fledged grown adult. So he could have like nine. I mean, I, maybe I'm looking at this too much, Beth, let me know, but he could have up to like nine surgeries before he's 18. Mm. Um, if they have to repair, or if they have to replace like it. it. Yeah. And then when he's an adult, I think it's like but up to 10 years. Wow. That, 
And so, like, as an adult, every 10 years, he has to have an open heart surgery. Crazy. So we're, we're really praying right now just for that. It's a repair, repair not right. a replacement. Right. Um, so we're still not out of the woods yet. But supposedly, once the second, I mean, we talked to a lot of, I mean, we've, we've met so many people. But apparently, after this surgery, if it all goes well and everything's normal, he's going to feel, look, function like a normal baby within That's cool. no time. So That's awesome. I mean, I mean, again, normal's not the answer. We're not trying to go for normal. We're trying to go for just living right now. Listen, normal's but, boring. You, know, you guys are the hides. See, you, you guys know, don't, this you kid, guys don't man, do normal. No, this kid was like, wait, so all y'all kids got your own traumas? Bruh, I'm going to bring my own. He's like, I call and I raise. I call and I But seriously, though, yeah, but like right. every one of our kids has a traumatic experience. And now we're dealing with like our kids can't even hold their brother right. because he can't be sick. Now, I will say it's nice to just say like, no, you can't hold your brother because there's so many of them that are always like, can I hold? Can I hold? Can I hold? But it sucks because we have to tell our kids, no, you can't hold your brother so many times yeah. because it's also it's hard they can only hold him in like a 20 minute window right. because of feeding so he doesn't throw up everything um and then even more than that like the kids because like, like they're kids they hold them they jostle them they move them they squish them right they move them so much that he will also barf no matter what time it is so it's not even just like a normal situation where it's like oh yeah you want to hold your brother you can hang out with them you can rub his head it's like yeah. you can't like he can't get sick or if he gets sick we're going back to indy <laughs> Yeah, and right. so it's it, it's a sad reality for some of the kids. Some of the kids, I mean, Elliot still is like, dude, I got another brother. I don't give a rip what's going on. <laughs> He's I like, I'm not brother. the only boy now. So like today when I left, I said, uh, bye girls, bye Elliot and Lennox. <gasps> I can say, boys. Uh, bye girls, bye bye guys. And I can like legitimately say that because we have two boys. And he goes, right. yeah. So he loves it, man. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Dude, so well, cool. Yeah, so that's that's what's up with the heights. So I'm wearing my Riley shirt intentionally to kind of show the people what's going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, a heck of a lot more stuff has been going on with the heights, but that's sure. the Lennox update. Sure, yeah. Well, I mean, that's a, that's it's sad, but it's cool too to see how God has has brought you guys not only closer together as a family, husband and wife, but also brought this little boy. Oh, but it's who, been freaking hard on me and Beth, man. Oh, I'm Woo! sure, I'm sure it has it's been hard. But it, he's he's sustaining you, right? And that yes. and that's the cool thing that to be able to see that um, Lennox is here, mm-hmm. right? You guys, you guys have him. You're able to to spend time with them and. Um, you know, something else didn't, you know, God didn't take him away, uh, you know, when he was born with everything that you were telling me before the podcast, that it could have happened. There was, and so everyone was like, to this day, people are like, so are you okay from your, 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 your birth Beth? And she goes, I was until you asked that question. Right. So it's just cool. Like, like it's yeah. cool how God has sustained you guys. And even though you guys got a long journey ahead, how God is continuing to walk with you through this journey. So yeah, I just, and, I think and we've that's met awesome. so many cool people along the way, yeah. man. And we've been able to share our faith. I mean, we intentionally said we will be the favorites on any hall that we're put on for. I said that Beth is just always the favorite, but I said, I will, <laughs> we will be the favorites. And so like we would have nurses and doctors like just come and sit and hang out. You're like, hey, us. you want a cup of coffee? <laughs> but seriously, I offer all of them coffee. We had candy off the wah freaking zoo. And it was at the point that, like, you know, most doctors kind of pop in, check, and go. They would, like, after they would do their rounds, they would come back and just hang out with me. And That's Beth. awesome. And and apparently most doctors, here's just a little tidbit. If you're in the hospital, doctors focus so much on other people. Rarely do they ever get to talk about their own lives. Mm, yeah. And so once I say, so, so what's your story? How'd you end up in, like, Indianapolis and some people are like oh I grew up local so then you have those conversations or it's like well I, I'm a traveling nurse and so you get into those conversations right. so if you're ever in the hospital and hanging out Ask my just talk doing. about them man because those nurses all they get they get yelled at they get screamed at they yeah. get sued right they get all these different things literally and, and they're not humans like Nurses aren't humans right. for people who are and, sick and, and most of them do it because they, they love to help people. Hundred percent. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, man, they humans. So that's yep. my little. That's my takeaway. If you learn nothing else from this episode, be kind to your nurses. Well, because they could kill you. So 
you know. <laughs> no, they, but just be kind of. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how to transition. How did you think they can kill you? <laughs> well, except for back. the last time we got together real fast before we, because we're at the 20 minute mark, Sabrina. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Beth told me, we, she's like, you guys got to stop with the stupid time thing. Because all of us people have been listening for years. We expect you to go a minute on 20 minutes. So when you say it's been 22 minutes, we're like, yeah, we know. Yeah, but it's for the new people. It's our brand. It's That's why I told Beth. It's the new people. That's why I told Beth. And listen, it's like meatloaf. You got to mention it at least once. Ah! And Madam Secretary. <laughs> and the Chosen. <laughs> Anyways, so last time we were together, I, mm. I was getting ready to go to uh, vacation. So, yeah. uh, you know, I found you a which little how, something. Wait, which before, wait, what? I got you a little. Shut up. Has it been high? It's been hiding. You didn't here. bring it down. Has it been hiding? So I found these and I thought of you. Dude, shut up. <laughs> L- little Bob Ross. Suckers. What the actual heck? <laughs> and they're not from Target. Bro. <laughs> That's what, dude, he, you can't. Yes, I know you'd what? wear them. I knew you'd wear them. So the little inside joke that's been running for years is that Mark looks like Bob Ross. Well, right now my hair's my hair's looking hair, fresh. You're, you're, yeah, you're looking sleek tonight. But typically when he grows out the fro, he's like straight up Bob Ross's child. I bet so. Bob Ross for Halloween, man. So uh, that's been the running joke for so, a lot of years. For those watching YouTube, I keep looking at myself on the camera on the on the monitor rather did than the camera. So did you see the bottom though? Let's get crazy. Let's get crazy. <laughs> but you can so so they're Bob Ross socks, happy paint with some happy trees, but. <laughs> It's got the fro that you can feel. There's fuzzy, like like the fuzzy sock material for his hair and his beard. This is freaking awesome. So so there you go. That's a little something from Tennessee. Hopefully they fit my feet because that's awesome. <laughs> Fits shoe size eight to thirteen. Perfect. See, I knew it. I, knew I acti- it. you know I didn't really think about this until I accidentally bought socks were just a slightly too small and I'm like apparently you have to have a sock size. Okay, yeah, that yeah, sucks. Yeah, that's, that's thank you. So. Something else we got from uh, Tennessee was you got this me co- something else. Well, no, it's the coffee you were drinking. See, this is how I was transitioning. I do go to socks and then the actually coffee. that's not true because I have another gift over there. Janelle oh, made yeah. me sourdough bread. And what else do we got here? And Eminem. So, 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 talk about the coffee first. All right, so, I'll, I'll bring up the coffee. We got our I'll Yetis. Okay. So, we got, got the Yetis. I got the chosen. You got your just straight up Yeti. I, I mean, mine's, I didn't feel my, like paying for my company logo because it was like mine's off brand Yeti, I guess. I don't know if it's actually yet. No, because you, you have to have a lady. Yeah, it, it's, we we it's went legit. This was our like, hey, we're, Beth bought one for herself because it actually works apparently, and it sure. does. This cup's amazing. So we're drinking something called Gold Rush from Frontier Coffee Company in, so in Tennessee, and uh, it's a light roast Guatemalan mm. blend, and it's, it's, it's so really good. good. Now, it's very good. I, I mean, the biggest difference between you and me with coffee is I tend to make mine like okay, middle scale. Mine's always slightly weak. And yours is always slightly on the stronger side, like always. That's because I live with Janiel, and Janiel's like, "Give me the dark burnt roast as strong that as was you can." Bad. That was bad until this is all and she so, gets to drink. And it's like we still drink half calf every day, though. Since even we, we started doing that when she's yeah. pregnant, we still do it because I can have more coffee throughout the whole day. He's awesome. like, I could, I could drink more. Think about <laughs> it. I can have four cups instead of two. That's big time. That is true. But so, the, so this coffee is from Gatlinburg. I, I bought it right? in Gatlinburg. Gatlinburg. Yep. yep. Now, is, is it like a legit? Yep coffee company that's like a local is it like so a touristy trap like i it, it was a, it was a off the beaten track coffee house mm, where i bought it from mm-hmm. um and i don't Their know branding is stinking cool i don't know if it if so i forget it wasn't there it was a different name for this coffee house okay than than frontier coffee shop so i think they just buy the frontier coffee but it was really good because that's the coffee she uses and so uh yeah it's it was legit we went in there and had uh had some coffee and i was like i gotta get me some beans and uh yeah so we're drinking. you can buy the frontier which you have the frontier legend four pack yeah which is like uh let's see we're there's back on the wagon train oh there's a uh davy crockett blend 
Yep, I didn't get that. So I got the I got Lewis the and Clark. Lewis and Clark, which is the dark roast. Yep, and then we got the Gold Rush from them. There's also there's an Annie Oakley. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I didn't see that one. There. Uh, what else we got? We got the Gold Rush, which right. that's what we're drinking. We have a oh Wild Bill. Hey, it's Wild Bill. Where's Billy the that's Kid? That's awesome. So but yeah, no, it's good. But this is some good stuff, man. Like, it's like, very good. Because it, it's, I remember when I first smelled it, I was like, ooh, this is kind of like a bit of a breakfast blend. It is. But it's not. When it, you drink it, it's not a, it's it more of a, it's more of a dessert coffee. Yeah, it's which I thought was weird. It's, and it's airy and it's, but it's not very fruity. Nice on the palate. It's not fruity. It's not fruity. It's just very, so it has a little bit of earthy to it. It's very light and it's nice on the palate. Which honestly makes sense with the type of branding that they had because they had like the Wild Wild West brand. Like those, those, it's the frontier. Because people don't always see, you should post your coffee display to the Facebook group because you have like all your mason jars and you always cut out the front of the bag and do. tape them on. Like, I do. But this like fits the aesthetic of Janiel's kitchen. It totally does. Like, it's like it, it lines right you up. You sent me with the everything. picture. I'm like, that looks like you guys printed these pictures for your kitchen, but no, nope, that's just that's, the brand. That's just the you know. Brand. I've been drinking this coffee I bought from Home Goods, which I never trust the, coffee from Home Goods ever. The Red Rooster, the Red Rooster. Yeah, so I found Red coffee. Rooster coffee. I smelt it because I always want to smell their coffee. So sure. I'm like, uh, once in a while, you Try find to it. Smell it through the breathing. <laughs> so I smelled it, and all of a sudden, I'm like, this is craft coffee. I could smell the craft coffee because you taught you, you trained me, homie. So I, I smelled you, it. I went, holy crap, this is good. I start reading the bag. I go home. I look at the website and I'm like, this is like 20 bucks a bag. And I bought it for like six or seven. And so I'm like, I told Beth, I'm like, it might taste gross. We're going to throw it away if it's gross. It's, it's, a, it's a little stale. It's a little stale because it's been, I mean, they don't even sell this type of coffee anymore. It's right, that old. Right. But you and I, you and I are both like, oh, it's a little stale because Basically, it just doesn't punch you as hard if it's stale. Like if you drink folders, you're used to it. But, yeah. um, but I, I posted the Facebook group. I'm like, hey guys, if you're trying to like stay on a budget, like you know, being bothered on a budget, check out the Home Goods, check out the TJ Maxx. Don't buy the flavored coffees; those are gross. Yes, those are yes. gross. From there, you can buy flavored from other places, but those are gross. But once in a while, you could find the actual coffee. So That's another good. another place I've been legitimately loving right now is okay. the Tacoa Coffee here in in Mishawaka. I live right by it. It's yeah, I live so, right by the roaster. So it's it's delicious. Can we get a sponsor from them? Because that'd be awesome. They're local, uh, man. Yeah, you never know. That'd be dope. They're, they're, I mean, I, I've been I got to talk to the owner for a couple hours. I've only had Tacoa like once ago. though. It's really, they good. just opened up we coffee to, shop in Granger. I, I know that's where I, I met the oh, owner. Jeff, met? Okay. Jeff. Jeff's the owner. But we need to go have coffee there and have a conversation with jeff about some things so maybe we'll get around to that all right all right you brought something else to the show no 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 no, no. No, no. i didn't bring this i didn't bring it to the show Uh, i apparently guilted janiel about somebody eating the rest of my m&ms somebody was like oh it's so so bad that janiel ate all my m&ms and how dare she and he didn't tell the other half the story where he's like i told janiel that she could eat my m&ms <laughs> <laughs> but she left that part out because so it's not funny she, when i do the second part she goes it's not funny she goes i even asked him i'm sorry do you want me to buy you another bag he's no, like no it's all good not. and then he called me out on a podcast and i'm like that is <laughs> too funny, funny. <laughs> so janiel replaced our coffee m&ms she but did. these are not coffee these are what caramel kind? cold brew m&ms oh they smell good so i'm gonna show you what this mm. is like mm. it's got a caramel in it mm-hmm. see i'm not a big fan of caramel in my chocolate because it's gooey <laughs> and it hurts my teeth it's good though it tastes really yummy Anyways, sorry you got here smack our mouth. <laughs> I got one more to eat. I mean, it's real yummy, but I mm. would eat this because there's enough chocolate and M M&M and M and not all the caramel. Well, but like actually eating actual caramels or butterscotch, I can. I'm, well, I'm like salivating I'm, from the I, mouth. I'm getting a good cold brew flavor there at the end. I haven't had it yet. 
It's there. It's it's very subtle. It's kind of like Anyways. a bit of it's it's like a burnt cold brew taste. Yeah. Yeah, almost. It's almost like it's burnt. Like, but that's that's. I mean, it's from Starbucks, probably. So, <laughs> you know. Anyways. Anywho, so so we smack. we anywho we got so t- so tonight we got we we are actually drinking coffee, folks. Coffee. Even though you have to go to bed crap early because you got to work tomorrow. Yeah, I know. We got sucks. our we got our we got our nice little Yetis. We have uh, had our M and M's, and now we're going to talk about our wives' favorite store. Well, I don't is know it actually Tiffany's anymore? It's Beth's. I don't know if it's. Do you know Jeez. why? You know why it's our favorite? No, why? Curbside pickup. That's probably the the only thing that Janiel loves about I it. I love Cur- and I love Cat and Jack brand for for kids clothes. Mm. I love me some Cat and Jack. But so yeah, we don't shop there on a regular basis. But she does love the curbside. And see, and that's the thing is, so so jumping into the conversation. Well, I we guess. didn't even we'll read. We gotta, we gotta we'll read the review up. first, bro. Oh, I forget. See, I'm so out of practice. Man, it's a, it's a short one too. All right, I'll read it real fast, and then you can set it up. Think about how you're setting up. All right, it says helpful from Miss One One Two Two. When my mind is empty at work, I make time to put this on so my empty mind can be filled and reminded of the graves of the graves and love of God. I think she meant grace. grace. Grace and love of God. Great and relatable host with charismatic attitudes Aww. towards Christ our Savior. Be healed! <laughs> wow. Char- oh, wow. Wrong, wrong charismatic. <laughs> the bodies hit the floor. If you've ever seen Let the Bodies Hit the Floor, Benny Hinn edition is the whole Bodies hit the... Fly! And then like... Like he like whips people with his jacket, but they also took his jacket and put a lightsaber in his hand, <gasps> and then do the light. Yes, that's an old. It looks like, it looks like and then you put the music over top of it, yeah, like right. when Anakin is. What was that? Order six. Order six six. What's the order? Yeah, Anakin? Order sixty. Order sixty six. Wow, that was impressive. Oh, I'm Darth Sidious. Well, speaking of the Darth Sidious, Anyways. we're going to talk about the Darth Sidious ne- uh, next the conversation. So, we're at 30 minutes. We haven't so, even jumped into the episode Here's yet. the deal, guys. So um, I'll just be honest. I love Target. Target's probably the main place I shop. I can shut that place down. Look, we've often said you were Target bougie. I am Target bougie, I'm just which saying. means I'm semi-bougie. Okay, Jenny? I'm not full bougie. <laughs> Don't give me that crap in the Facebook group, okay? I'm semi-bougie. I, I mean, I'm... You're, I'm, 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 it but just means I you're like bougie on a budget. But but like but like most of my most of my, my most of my stuff normally you can only now thankfully you can find like Harry's now because Harry's mm-hmm. from for shaving or whatnot like not, I used to be only Target and so the shampoo I use used to be only Target like just because that just happened to be where they sold it so a Target has been a part of my life for a very long time but in recent news now it's it's middle of June that release release in this episode which is so, very intentional so but just a couple of weeks ago couple of weeks ago there was the new pride merch collection that was dropped at Target now so with the pride merch collection at Target this is nothing new this is very normal over the last I think they've been doing it for like 10 years yeah, I think something or something like, like that. that so I mean, every June you'd walk in and they would just have like their pride section and for the stuff. And it's kind of like, okay, you know, it's, it's whatever. Like I can't expect a non-Christian company to do like if Hobby Lobby put up a pride section, then there would be talk for conversation. Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A <laughs> did it. Then we'd have talk for conversation. Like Chilla, I don't Chick-fil-A had a pride sauce. All right. You might, you might be pushing the boundaries. That there. would be because <laughs> yeah, but so, but so, you know, you just walk in like, oh, that's a pride section, whatever. But the same for every season. It's like Christmas, you got Christmas section, Halloween, Halloween. what I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that it's a joke, but it, but it is. But, you know, I'm, it's more the fact of it always happens every single year because June mm-hmm. is Pride Month where the LGBTQ conversation gets to show their pride which to with the, all the rainbows. Which to the older generation, right, it, it is very shocking. But to people like you and I, we've grown up with it because it's, it's been happening know. so often since we were younger that it, it just 
it, not that it shouldn't phase us, but it, it, it it's like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm just not going to shop over there. And this is the hard thing, too, because I... I raise a bunch of little girls who love rainbows. But so exactly, we do we do exactly. buy some rainbow clothes because well, so there's we, rainbows. Uh, you know? Noelle's got no uh, rainbow sandals, like dress sandals. It's right the, now. This is they're th- cute. Oh, right, us too. And, and so, listen, the rainbow is Jesus's. Okay. I'm Actually, kidding. I was gonna say this not the episode. I forgot. So there's a there's an episode called or no a podcast called Pints with Aquinas that I enjoy. Okay. Um, and they just kicked out a new like very aggressive shirt about like the same idea as. The Ark Encounter, like, take back the rainbow or whatever, but they did it in a lot more Gen Z design, and it's, I have to find the shirt next episode. Huh. It's hilarious. But, so, anyways, let's dive into so, more. So, with uh, Target, they, you know, whenever it's June, you know, every, every, every brand does the virtue signal of the pride flag in their Instagram profiles or their website. So, they have a pride collection, whatever, right. which we're going to talk about. Man, those MMs are giving me the burps. That's the coffee. We're going to talk about why they do it because I found out through research that it's actually not virtue signaling Mm. it's intentional so but but you know this past year target recently announced and dropped their brand new pride line that includes a lot of very aggressive for lack of better word liberal things that people are praising target about because like right now the biggest thing is like dylan mulvaney like with bud light and i've been following the dylan mulvaney saga like all year because that's just been hilarious it has been a hot basket case mess so i've been following that i've been following other things but all these different brands or whatnot but now it's the fact that it used to be like the weird side of tiktok like oh that's 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 just the weird tiktok that's the weird instagram you don't have to do it but now it's in front of our faces where target is starting to sell like tuck underwear where it's like a yeah if if you're a if you're a lady with a instead of a you gotta like Tuck. So they there's now uh, there's now is women's swimsuit apparel that is tuck approved Ugh. for more comfortable women swimwear. And then there's other things like there's new type and, and even Target's like these are not for LGBTQ, but the the brand who created it flat out say it is what it is. Hundred percent. And so it's like compression. I, I think it's like they call them like compression bands or compression bra bands or something like that. Where it's like you know if you got hide it. Yeah, got hide, hide. It's like taping them down. Yeah, it's hide the breast. It's really right. what it is. And so it's instead of tape. Yeah. So so they're starting to come out with these very aggressive lines that are less less about just gay pride and more about they're calling it women's apparel or men's apparel that does this for people who are biologically in their biological genetics is male or female and now it's not just oh it's just gay it's the fact of we're redefining everything we're pushing it from the weird sides of society the 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 fringe of society into the center of so many people's world and the other thing that's wild about target is that's where like chip and joanna gains main product in, and they are unapologetically christian where they got canceled because of that right and so you have these people who are like and then they made their own network right we got middle class <laughs> fancy people who love me some target and right. all of a sudden it's like shoot can we do that now and then we have the conversations around boycotting and can we boycott it should we not like we've had that here on the episode about should we stop watching disney should we right. boycott starbucks should right. we do all these things and if you just say okay you got to boycott everything that is just out there that it, that we disagree against. You basically go Amish, which is really what Amish is. It's a boycott of life, not, not boycott life, of but, but boycott of of, of modern growth society. Yeah. So we're kind of left with this whole question around. Okay, so is that really the reason why we should be upset? Okay, there's some. Yes, we're living in a very LGBTQ friendly environment and it is what it is okay it's just another swimsuit or whatnot but then the icing on the cake and here's where the nosedive happens now the, well, the nosedive <laughs> happened with them swimsuits but no but i'm talking about no that's not like the hey we're we're, <laughs> we're on the pattern to nosedive 
but we're going to really push it in and take it down. They now. hired an oh, now I, I want to make sure we 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 do definitions here cuz I want to sure. make sure I give credit not credit that's a very wrong word but we we properly set the stage. But they partnered with an openly satanic artist. Now, satanist people will say that they don't actually worship Satan in the way that we worship Jesus. He's just a idol that they look to as a source a, of freedom and a, rebellion right. and he's a liberty. Kind of like how like cuz we we you know, we view Satan and demons and Jesus and angels as real life battles right. and wars going on. Like, cause we just, see that to say to, to certain Satanists, certain, there are some that do like do sacrifices oh, and all that yeah, crap, man. I, I've met some ex Satanists. It's like some weird wicked, like there's yeah. some wild wicked but, stuff out but there. This, man. this, this Satanist I mean, he probably artist, has, he has a lot of wicked stuff in his, you know, in his art to me. It's like this. Okay. Have you, you seen his Instagram by the way? Uh, no. Ooh. So, so you have Christians and then you have like, Hey, yo, I'm Christian, but I'm going to go and sleep with my girlfriend and nothing's wrong with it, right? So you got two two sides of people that call themselves. I think it's the same with okay, Satanists. You, yeah. got, you got a Satanist who actually worships Satan, and then you got a Satanist who's like, well, I'm more, I like it for the social status of it and the, the symbolism of it, of freedom and just do what you want. And I mean, and that's so why, I that's two, why, uh, Sam Hunt, no, Sam Smith, Sam, Sam, Sam Hunt did back, uh, by like a back road, Sam, Sam Smith, who did the unholy song. And yeah. like the, oh, at the Grammys, like dressed up like Satan. So that's, he doesn't worship Satan, but for him, it's a, it's a central idea of like freedom and, and rebellion and all these different things but that to me, they're playing with stuff. They don't have any oh, understanding about. And so it's, you, still, you know, it's still bad. You know, my feeling, look, you don't even want to get anywhere near that. Right. <laughs> and so, so they partnered with an openly Satanist artist who creates content that both hates, ready? And belittles those who don't ascribe to the worldview. It is blatantly for anything gender affirming and pushing to adults, teens, and kids. So when you look at his artwork, it's not just like, hey, we're gay and like gay pride. Like this is just who we are, which to be honest with you, this is going to sound really bad. But if people, especially if they're not Christians, I don't expect you to act like a Christian. If you, if you gay and, and you have like, 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 you know, gay pride and rainbows, that doesn't bother me, but when it openly says stuff on the apparel of the fact of like, like don't it's what is it like? Don't destroy transphobia, destroy transphobes or stuff like that. He, he, he I didn't put it that way. I don't don't quote me on that. But I read a lot of stuff where it's like that's not just like saying we're this. We're now attacking your entire worldview because you are wrong. And so there's so much stuff in this art that includes like death and the satanic and the, the ritual. I mean, there's like, instead of live, laugh, love, it's live, laugh, lesbian, which I think was absolutely hilarious. I'm like that. So some, some mom's probably going to pick that up thing is cute and accidentally wear it out and it's going to be wild. But, but you know, there's all these different art where he's openly, not just, not just gay and not just like, okay, we're, we're, we're creating stuff that is for those who are in the LGBTQ lifestyle and world but now we're actually going not just offering stuff but we're now attacking everybody else and so when they partnered with this specific artist that's when legit all heck wrote loose mm -hmm. and now i don't I, i'm not saying do this i'm not saying this is okay but there were people that were like walking around like destroying targets Mm. And like destroying signage and like removing stuff, and like taking things and throwing it wherever they wanted to go. I mean, all that's, over social media, there's blast everywhere. That's kind of like that's a, called vandalism. That's called like a two wrongs, you know, and they don't make a right. So, um, and these are the same people that were mad at Black Lives Matter who were vandalizing street corners and now they're yeah. vandalizing Target. But that's besides the point. But you know, you know, there are people out there who are who are openly 
physically like trying to destroy these things. And so within matters of like hours or days, mm. Target removed all that stuff for, and they say for the safety of our employees and for our own workers, because people are getting so violent about mm. it to which the left side basically says, y'all just need to sit down and shut up. It's not doing anything to you to which the right side. And then the, I should say is the left side is saying to get your Christian knees values out of here. And then people on the right side who aren't even Christians are like, bro, this ain't Christian. This is weird. Like, right. don't, don't do this. Like, it's not just the level of groom. It, it, what, what, what the argumentation is the fact of it's not just you being gay and living it. It's the fact that you're shoving it down everybody's throat where everyone, all of a sudden, if they don't, they, they say, I don't, I don't agree with that. It's like, oh, you hate people. And now you're damned forever for the rest of mm-hmm. the culture. Like canceled. Like that's what it is. Right. And so, so there's a massive fight going on. And the question is, is. Are like like why a why are all these companies doing this? B what should Christians do about? It? Like can we talk about this? Like what's actually happening? And since people are talking about it, I think we need to talk about it. But before we talk about it, though, we have to know that this isn't just a Target issue, though. And I right. I mean let's just be honest. I think everybody knows this isn't just a Target issue. But lately, it's been a lot more aggressive and in front of people's faces. Like Adidas now is coming out with, and it's and again it's not like. I don't want to, uh, I'm just going to call spades spades. It's not like transgenders categories, but it's women's swimsuits for men. No, no, no. They're just women's swimsuits because they're, they're, they're not for men. They're for women. Right. But it's for transgender, but women. they're women. And that's the thing. Which is men. And so it's, it belittles women's it, in my opinion. It actually, like, there's no purpose in having title nine anymore. There's no talking about the beauty of womanhood. It's, it's, it's it's uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's, it's it's a destruction of the image of God value that we ha- that God has placed upon how, men and women. Yes, and I agree with that as a Christian. But for even those who aren't Christian, it's the fact of it's uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the word that the left side always says the right does to them? Dehumanize, uh, dehumanize women. It, it, it does. Um, it's this the the discrimination oh, against okay. women. Gotcha. Normal women because that's not a woman. That's a that's a dude with some junk who wants to be a woman. Um, also, have you noticed that there's really no famous people that came out of nowhere that went from women to dude. It's always dude who went back to girl. Fun fact. But so, but so Target, I'm oh, no, sorry. So Target has all this stuff going on. Uh, Adidas has come out with this massive line for women and it's all male models. Like, like you obviously look at it, it's like, bro, that is a package that should not be in that. Like that is just, that is just weird. And so there's that stuff all over Adidas, like close up on people wearing bras and the dude got chest hair. Like he ain't a, oh. he ain't a chick. He's a dude. Um, North Face has a wild campaign with like, I don't know if it's an actual like transgender person or if it's just a drag queen, but like, it's like, come out into the woods. Cause you know, North Face is all about the travel and get out right, the outdoors right. and explore the outdoors North. That's what North Face is. And so they had this whole campaign about come out into the woods. Like, like they're, I mean, it's clever. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. In it's, marketing world, it's right, clever. Sure. But it's nasty. It's clickbait. We got, we got Bud Light with D- Dylan Mulvaney. We got Kate Spade who also does a lot with Dylan Mulvaney and a bunch of other people too. We got Disney who does be Disney. You know, they're talking about like, oh, we're going to explain, like, remember that strange old, world, the, and everything the, else. The, the old, uh, did they fire her? I don't know if they did, but basically like the VP or president of something. She basically said, um, I have one kid who's binary and one kid who's like gender fluid or whatever. And we're going to push this down people's throat. Whether yeah. they like it or not. And, like, and in that board in a hot mic moment or something like that. No, yeah. no, uh, uh, an employee recorded it and then went, That's uh, what it was. Boop, yeah. we launched right. this mug. So we have all these, these companies and organizations who 
you know, are, are pushing the gay agenda and people are talking about the time. It's like, okay, so is this just virtual signaling? Like why do all these companies have to just change the color of their, their logos to the gay pride flag? Like that's supposed to do anything. You got like MLS major league soccer, who all of their jerseys are the gay pride for the month of June. Sure. You got the issue with the world cup where, um, uh, the, the, the British captain, he was going to wear like the, 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 the love armband with all the rainbows on it, but it was banned was, there was, from guitar. And a, so they had a whole stink about that. So, but basically it's the fact of every company leans into, you know, it, it looks like they're just virtual signaling kind of like, a, Oh yeah, we do it too. So don't hate us. Don't cancel us. Like, here's what it is. But the question that I have is, is it just virtual signaling or is it more? And you know, uh, uh, oh, San man. Francisco Giants are doing it this year. The baseball team too. Yep, and uh, L.A. Dodgers are having the, the the what do they call them? Like the gay nuns. What? And basically, I, okay, I didn't hear that one. Oh, no, dude, no, no, look, look it up. Look up L.A. Dodgers with it. And basically, it's like these gay nuns. I think they have like gay Jesus and like gay something weird with yeah. Satan and stuff like that. And it's a, it, I've heard that, but I didn't legit, know it was the Dodgers. It, it's an assault on not just Protestantism, but more on Catholicism. Oh, here it is, yeah. L.A. Dodgers condemned for reinventing anti-Catholic LBGTQ group to Pride Night, vulgar and grotesque. Go pound sand. Dodgers are sending a message that Catholics don't matter. Religious advocates like it's in it's in that's that's the thing is it's not just on the fringes anymore. So I don't know if you guys can see. Well, you know, but it's aggressive and in your face. And honestly, here's the deal: it's drag queens. They're dragging as like very flamboyant nuns. It's it's freaking wild. And honestly, here's the deal: is so much. And that's the thing: so much of America, not just Christians, but so much of America. And I've listened to so many people speak, and they're not Christians at all because you know what? By how many f bombs they drop, but you know they don't like this. But and when people Rogan. stand up, ag- oh dude, <laughs> don't get him started. But when people start to stand up against things like this, and not even like violently so, but more just like like Hobby Lobby, you're like, um, we're gonna donate to a Christian cause, or we're gonna do this, and all of a sudden it's like, and like they're right. just shown and chopped down, and and it's it's so easy for people, and people I think are scared because once you stand up, it's like, ah, oh, you're a homophobe, boop, you're down, right. Or it's like, oh, you must hate people. You're down. Oh, Jesus loves everybody, so you should too. And, you know, it's just awful. And, you know, companies keep doing this over and over and over. And if you mm-hmm. watch, every time companies do this, their sales go down. I Bud Light lost, what, $20 million or something yeah, like that because the of ta- it? They're in the tank right now. Even their stocks are doing terrible. Right. And so Target, the same thing. They've had to pull their line. And so people are talking about, yeah, we're, 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 we're winning the culture wars. But the thing is, is if... If it hurts these businesses why to do, do this, doing it? why do they keep doing it? And so is it just virtual signaling or, and, and will they eventually stop because they're losing profit from their customers? And I learned just today, actually, while researching this, that there is something called a CEI score. All right. So CEI stands for Corporate Equality Index, which is a score overseen by the human rights campaigns. Uh, remember that like blue bumper sticker with like the yellow equal yep, sign? Yep. Like back when we, like I was in early high school when that oh, came out. Yeah. And so you would have been what? Like col- college? Or, no, no, you would have been in high, high school. school. That's right. You're not that much older. But so, so, so the Corporate Equality Index is a score and the score system is overseen by the human rights campaign, which is the largest LGBTQ plus political lobbying group in the world. And the question mm-hmm. is, does the score really matter? Because like I can give scores to businesses. Does this actually score? Does it matter? And the answer is wildly so. Hundred percent. Yes. And so um, I have a big. I have an article that I'm going to read, and I'm actually going to read a lot about it because it's going to set. The, I don't want to say it's going to set the stage, but it's going to get our minds thinking about why are companies actually doing this. And I see so many people talking about. 
we want to hate Target, we want to boycott, but no one is going into the route behind it. So I'm hoping that we might lead the charge a little bit and going, what's the why behind the what? Because we're attacking sure. the what, but if you just keep attacking the what, you don't go after the why, you're not going to win. And so I have a massive article from the New York Post, which is also, I think it's owned by Amazon and Bezos. So it's not even like a right wing yeah, right. magazine. So I'm not bringing no Fox News in because we know what they're going to say. I want to bring in something that is just a common known for just being, a, uh, I would say, today's culture magazine. So it, it, the, the article um, is uh, called Inside the CEI System, Pushing Brands to Adore Celebs Like Dylan Mulvaney. So you ready for story time with Mark? Story time with Mark Hyde. Executives of companies like Nike, Anheuser-Busch, and K-Spade, whose brands endorsements have turned controversial trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney into today's woke, quote-unquote, it girl, aren't just virtual signaling. They're handing out lucrative deals to what were once considered fringe celebrities because they have to, or risk failing an all-important social credit score that could make or break their business. At stake is their corporate Equality Index, or CEI, score, which is overseen by the Human Rights Campaign, which we just talked about, the largest LGBTQ plus political lobbying group in the world. HRC, uh, the Human Rights Campaign, uh, which receives millions from uh, George Soros's Open Society Foundation, among others, issues, <laughs> you ready? Report cards mm -hmm. for America's biggest corporations via the CEI, awarding or subtracting points for how well companies adhere to what the HRC calls its rating criteria. Businesses, and by the way, this article will be in the show notes. Uh, businesses that attain the maximum of 100 points total earn the coveted title of best place to work for LGBTQ equality. Ready for this? 15 out of the top 20 fortune ranking companies in the world received a 100% rating last year according wow. to the HRC data. So 15 out of 20 top organizations, maybe not the world, maybe just America, but because China's thinking huge with some other companies. So I was saying America. So, but they received at 100%. More than 840 U.S. companies uh Racked, racked up. Uh, racked, it's hard to, to read this much, huh? Racked up high CEI scores. According to the latest report, the HRC, which was formed in 1980 and started the CEI in 2002, is led by Kelly Robinson, who was named as president in 2020, uh, 2022 and worked as a political organizer for Barack Obama's 2008 uh, presidential campaign. The HRC lists five major rating criteria, each with its own lengthy subsets for companies to gain or lose CEI points. So this is actually called not my words, but their woke rating. They call it their woke rating now. Okay. Like yeah. this isn't me. This is them. It's right. their woke rating. So, so let's go over it real fast. Cause we can't read the whole article. Cause nope, that's, no, I'm uh, not reading the whole thing. Nope. <laughs> that's uh infringement rights, but <laughs> that's true. Um, but so basically you can get five points possible for workforce protections, which is no discrimination for employees for sexual orientation or gender identity, inclusive benefits, 50 points criteria. Here's includes providing health care for sex, uh, for sex, sex couples. Sa I think it means same sex. Couples. Probably uh, supporting an inclusive culture. Uh, 25 points includes gender neutral dress codes and trans inclusive restrooms and facilities policy, mm, corporate target. responsibility. And but we're going to get into that, right? Exactly. So corporate social responsibility, which is marketing or advertising to the LGBTQ consumers, which include Nike and Bud Light's lose of transgender spokesman, Dylan Mulvaney, and then responsible citizenship. You ready for this? Negative 25 so, points so deductive a company it's called, gives. It's a, called what? Responsible citizenship. Yep. Not not irresponsible, but responsible. Correct. Right, go ahead. So points deducted if a company gives money to, quote, 
to organizations whose primary mission includes advocacy against LGBTQ equality, which is not defined but could include Christian groups. That's what so they say. If you give money to a Christian group, you're getting 25 points. Right. So I looked up Hobby Lobbies. Way down in the tank? No, I mean, it's like in the 70s. Wow. But uh, because, probably because they have bathrooms that are just like, you just lock the door and go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, they're, they're like family friendly. <laughs> right. But this is why Chick-fil-A got put through the ringer last year. Was right. And that's why they're one of the companies who are not, like they're, they're a fortune, they're a fortune like what, 10 company or whatever. Uh, that's where it said only 15 out of 20. Like Chick-fil-A is one of the top, but they didn't receive the, the good award because they mm. gave group, uh, gave money to Christian groups. So um, let's see. I'm going to scroll forward here. Um, all right, so here you go. So all that stuff is the score. It doesn't sit passively either. The HRC sends representative corporations every year telling them what kind of stuff they have to make visible at the company. They give them a list of demands, and if they don't follow through, then there's a threat that you won't keep your CEI score. You might be thinking, why does it actually matter? Well, the CEI is a lesser-known part of the burgeoning ESG, Environmental, Social, and Corporate Governance, Ethical Investing Movement, increasingly pushed by the country's top three investment firms. Mm. The three biggest investment firms in the entire nation is the ones who are backing this thing up. So the ESG funds invest in companies that oppose fossil fuels, mm. push for unionization. Mm. Why do you do that? You union. Because, but, but in stress, racial, and gender equality over merit in hiring board selection. Mm. And again, these are their New York Post boards, not my own. As a result, some American CEOs are more concerned about pleasing BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street Bank, who are among the top shareholders of most American publicly traded corporations, including Nike, Anheuser-Busch, and Kate Spade, than they are about irritating conservatives, numerous sources have told New York Post. And so I'm not going to keep reading the rest of it, but yeah, the question it's long, is, it's a long, it's long, but it's an but amazing, it's, it's an eye-opening read. And they're, yeah, they're going to go back through and read and, it myself. And, 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 but also bump to the other links that they link inside the article because it's freaking wild. But basically what they're saying in this is they don't care how much money they lose at the consumer level, because even if Bud Light sales are down 20 million, it's not as bad as if this would happen. So if all mm. these companies are not doing what we think is virtual signaling, they lose all of their investor money. And so it's literally the question is, is we always like, who, who are, who are conservatives fighting against? And why are you guys trying to fight against the man? It's because the three most powerful investing firms are the ones who are pushing for all of this. Not only that, they're kind of making policy here in the States. They are. If you look at it later on, it says Fink has denied this Fink is a guy that is part of the ESG, uh, has denied ESG as political, but key staff managing his ESG operations worked in the Obama administration and donated to uh, Senators Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. In his first veto, President Joe Biden last month rejected a GOP-backed bill that sought to block ESG investing, especially in pension funds where critics say American retirement funds will be sacrificed to a radical left-wing agenda. That's just crazy. Like, I'm not mm -hmm. trying to bring a bunch of politics into this. It's just crazy that That's they, what even I'm have, saying. they even have the reach, the ESG has reach into the political realm as well and this is why you I, I'm, I'm glad you changed the title because originally my title was just like so can we talk about target because you know that's how that's how my voice goes when i ask that question you're like no this is bigger than target bro this because is here's the thing is all the I, I have watched instagram videos and tiktoks and and twitter videos and rants all about going after just target like oh i can't believe target would do this do they not care about us and we're a bigger demographic to be honest they don't give a rip Right, because it's not about every so so every, not about the demographic. So every time you see a company change their their logo on social media, 
they do something new, they do some new shirt line or something like that. It's literally they're fighting to keep their index scores up because if they keep them up, that means it's they all, get billions. It's all about B. The, it's all about the investors. Yes, not about the demographic. They don't of care the consumers. And that's the thing is, so Target knows. It's it's while well, we turn into like some political finance show just from a couple months off. This is what happens when <laughs> when Mark and Beth listen to a lot of Dave Ramsey and about our own personal finances, I guess. But uh, but they didn't talk about this at all. And that's the thing is 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 when I was starting to research this and study, I thought we were going to just talk about Target. What should Christian do about Target? But not, nah, Brad. This conversation is freaking huge. Yeah, this is a huge conversation because it's not just Target. It's not just Bud Light because it's but it's everybody that has investors. Really, right? Really, that's exactly. what it is. Exactly. And so and the and so the this is why we had the conversation of can you boycott stuff how should you fight things how should you do this because we have christians on one side who say you know basically like we have to go attack we gotta fight we gotta do these things because we gotta bring you gotta bring god back into the schools and we gotta bring jesus back into the culture and all these different things and take over culture with christianity again because the christian culture is better than the other one which it we is. believe is true <laughs> um, but then there's the other one where it's like no we need to make sure we have we we represent ourselves well and we're nice and kind let's let them do their thing they're against the world anyways we we need to be make sure we're ready and not deal with these things so when people come to us we're ready to have these conversations and it's almost like bro you ain't got no backbone right like i used to not give a rip about i was talking with a different buddy of mine who um he doesn't have kids but i do and i'm and he goes honestly dude he goes i just i can't think about it i don't it's not the fact that i don't care they're not christian so why would i expect them to and i said i thought the same thing until i have a kid Right. I have lots of kids now who well, are talking with therapists and they're in school systems and they're all these different and I, things. And this is the, I, I don't want to say doomsday cause I'm not, we're not, but we're not, we're not about to doomsday. Wait till we no. flip the script on your, on, 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 I'm sorry, on your fools, but <laughs> nope. But wait till we flip the script on you guys. And because, but the question is, is what are we supposed to do with all this? Well, and, and to go back uh, uh, to a statement you made about, you know, there's kind of both sides of boycott everything or no man, peace, love, and just, just be a good ambassador. Just show the love of Jesus. There is a level because of, we have to have peace. That's, that's both sides, right? Yeah. Th that's both extreme sides. And I think, and I think you would agree there's a middle ground, right? We can't go burn the down. way, according to Madam Secretary. We can't go burn down Target because we're bringing Christian values back. But at the same time, we can't be no. like, hey, you do you, boo, and we're just going to love you through it. Like, no, neither one, because we're supposed to be ambassadors to the world. We're supposed to be bringing God's kingdom to the world, to the fallen. We're supposed to be to go. This is the good news. And, and so this is the question then. Is so, so Christians, you know, at the, for all intents and purposes, as Christians, we should not expect unbelievers to act like Christians. Because even Jesus said, they ain't gonna. Right. Paul said, they they don't know any better. They follow after their father, the devil, because they don't know anything. Right. But And so why should we expect non-Christians to act like Christians? But the question is, is, is this a Christian issue or is there something bigger, deeper about it? Well, I think it's both because if you look at Paul in Romans, right, he's talking about what's the law? What's the law? What what was the Torah and the Tanakh for the Jews? Right? What what was it supposed to be? It was. Uh, I mean, it was it was their way to connect with their God and be a set apart different sure. people. But but if everybody could keep the law, Christ even said, if you can keep the law perfectly, yeah, you're good. You're all right, right? You've got salvation. You mm -hmm. don't need salvation because you kept perfectly. So what is the law? It's the school teacher. It's the schoolmaster to show us. No, we ain't doing it. Which is the same thing that Christians could go. Hey, look, I love the way Ray Comfort from Way of the Master does it. Right? So he's like. Hey, have you ever stolen anything? It doesn't matter about the value. It could have been like worth than half a penny. Did you ever steal anything? And it's like, well, that would, and according to the law, then that would make you a thief, which means that you're doomed to hell because you sinned against the great and loving God. So it's not to bash him over the head with the law, but to show that, no, we're all on the same playing field. If we all deserve hell and death, 
and yet Christ came and died for us. There was this right. bigger plan to save us, and that's where we bring the salvation and the good news message comes into it. And so I think that there's a practical way. I love the way that Pastor Scott says it, right? Uh, he says that good old Scott from Southside, yeah, which he's going on Pastor, sabbatical for like what three months? Yeah, something like that. Good but, for him. He but needs, he said he, he says it. He goes, you know, uh, he learned long ago that uh, that politics needs Christians, that garbage companies need Christians. Mm. Why? Let's go. No, no, keep going. More, because, more of this no, no, no. We need some oh, more. Oh, oh. Why, why steel workers need Christians? So steel workers need Christians. Why web designers need Christians? <laughs> We, we all need why, Christians. Why people who work at Target right? need Christians? Why do McDonald's people, Target people, why do people? Why do Christians need to be in every aspect of every area? Why? Because we are the ambassadors. We're supposed to not only show Christ, but proclaim Christ into the world. Mm -hmm. That is our job in every aspect of life. That's our main goal. That was the commission that was given to the disciples, which was passed down to us that, hey, wherever you are, wherever you go, proclaim my name. And that's why we need to be involved, right? So am I saying, oh, if you work at Target, you should quit Target right now, right? Well, no, because God has you there for a reason. Now, I'm not saying, okay, well, go out and seek these things. Because God may not be calling you to go to the bar to preach the gospel. But he may be but calling he may. you. He may be calling you to go to the bar and preach gospel. I don't know. I mean, that's everybody's got to find their own calling. And I, I love, so I asked uh, Scott and I are having a great conversation, which when he comes back from sabbatical, I want to get him on the podcast oh. to talk about a conversation that it's going to be me mediating and you and Scott giving your thoughts because I'm not, I've never been a pastor, but you have and he is. So it's, I asked. He's, he's one of the realists, man. I asked because he he's goes, I, I thought of a good topic. Like for us? For us. He thought no of a way. good topic. And I'm like, well, if you Does bring, he listen? Do, Scott, do you listen? He doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. I was about to say, because you kept stealing our sermon. You just kept for stealing years, our podcast stuff for your sermons. So, but he, or his commentary, <laughs> he, he brought, he brought into the conversation. He goes, yeah, the, the topic idea I have, which I said, it's going to be a two-parter now. He goes, uh, how do you know when God's calling for your life? Like what does God ever revoke the calling on your life? Like if you were called in the pastoral ministry, does he ever revoke that calling? Was he asking about because of me? Uh, no, no, he wasn't. I don't know where it came from. He goes, he was talking to somebody and it just came up a conversation. I go, well, that's a good, interesting thing, but then I followed up with a question we get asked all the cod, all the all the cod, all the cod, well, all the time. You want to go out to Maine and get some fish. Of, of yeah, exactly. Of how do you know God's calling you into the ministry, right? right? Yep. And so I asked, I asked Pastor Scott. I said, "So what's your take on it, right? How did you know you were called in the ministry?" He goes, "Because I could do nothing else." Mm. He goes, "The calling was so so strong on me. I knew no matter what decision, I would never be fully satisfied unless I became a pastor and and pastored and a flock and led these people see, as best different. I could." So that right. So he was saying for him that that's how he felt he was called. He could do nothing else, and I love the way he said that because if you got to go to target to preach gospel and you can't do nothing else because you feel you need to go to target and preach gospel you better go do it because you're probably being called by god now i would say that has some limitations we got to put that in a box because if you go right well, i gotta I, I gotta i gotta call in to go burn down target well no right so there is a balance that's why we always that. say go back to scripture with it right you know? exactly so i i think there, there's a balance of both sides when you look at this issue of should we do this should we do that that should but we god so that's calls christians it. to be christians we are called. What you're saying. We are called to be Christians and be Christ to the world. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So whether you're boycotting Target, whether you're boycotting whoever, boycott them in the name of Jesus. But do so in such a manner that you show and exuberate the light and love of Jesus 
along with preaching the good news to them at the same time. I think there's a multifaceted thing where now if, now here's the deal, right? So if someone's sitting here listening, I mean, we haven't even got into all the conversation. I have a lot of (laughs) Bible verses yet. So I say, let's just keep cruising until we have because people apparently like that two hour episode we did. Dude, people are probably shocked. We're still recording right now. My father-in-law goes two hours. Really? I go, was it two hours? I don't remember. I said but it's, it's most people like, like that, which I'm like, we can't do that every week, guys. Oh, no. That's we, why we do two parters when it gets too long. Right, exactly. So anyways, go ahead. Uh, so, what was I going to say? Um, oh, oh, wait. Nope, that wasn't what I was going to say. What was I going to say? Um, oh, oh, oh. So so there's, uh, you know, we had some talk in the Facebook group about this where I, I don't remember who posted. Maybe, uh, is it Haley Hallie? I'm trying to remember. Um, so, okay, so what are we supposed to do about Target? And people are jumping in and, and like they're like most people are saying like I'm conflicted because sure. it's Target and I if I say no I'll never shop at Target again well then then don't go to Starbucks don't go to McDonald's don't go to Walmart don't use the post office don't use FedEx don't use UPS don't use your iPhone don't use your Android don't use well, Google I think the people that are boycotting you know? it's more of the in your face well, no 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 no, no but that's what people are, are say, I'm not right, saying right, do that I'm right. saying people are like well if I have to boycott one how to do all of it then there's other people where it's like nah screw it like that ain't right like we're not supposed to celebrate evil and that's right. there's a difference between you supporting things that we shouldn't support versus blatant evil. I think that's sure. where the conversation needs to go. Sure. Um, but, you know, I think there's going to be people on both sides. So we do need to show grace. But I yeah. do think this is where we need to think through the cultural issues of what it means. Um, at the end of the day, though, to be honest with you, I think it shows that Target does listen to its people and they pulled their line. Now, the question, do they pulled it out of? Because let's be honest, people a lot of times like to play the victim card in terms of, oh, we want to be, we don't make sure our employees aren't in danger of what social media. Like last time I checked, last time I checked, y'all burned down Minneapolis and y'all were cool with it. Like, what are we talking about when it comes to our, we fear for our employees. Now there are some people who are buck wild, who should go to jail for vandalism of Target. I don't care who you are. If you love Jesus or if you don't, don't, we don't support it. No, if you vandalize Target, get your butt in jail. Like that's just Walk well, yourself. If you're in. destroying somebody else's property, you're sinning. That's, I mean, that's, that's just straight right. Up. And, and and the Bible trumps your thoughts and right, your opinions. Exactly. And so, so, so with that, and I'm, your political views, hundred <laughs> percent. The Bible trumps all that. Right. And so, with it, should we expect those organizations and those people to support Christian and Christianity? No. And in fact, their Christians and Christianity are going to have a target on their back. Hobby Lobby has had a target on his back for years. Chick Fil A has had a target on his back for a while. But the reason why people keep, people are always like, yeah, we hate Chick-fil-A, but then they eat that sandwich and they're like, bruh, we going back for seconds, right? Like, <laughs> you know, you can't, you, you can't mess with, it's you can't Chick-fil-A. be with the best. It's the Chick-fil-A but, sauce. But, but why are Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A some of the best companies in the world? They're bringing in some of the biggest profits in the world, but they're openly Christian. It's because they intentionally follow Jesus with how their employees act and behave, taking off on Sundays and giving people breaks. They actually pay their people decently well. Like they're not like, you know, you know, Nike was under fire for um, all the the cheap labor over slave the labor and the slave slave labor. Yeah, oh, you know, labor. you know, all all these conversations around like, yeah, you know, like we need to do this and Christians do this, and it's like, bro, you, you're hiring slaves to make your shoes for two dollars when you sell them for three hundred dollars. Like, come on right, now, right? And so all these companies, and I don't want to say go woke, go broke, because that's not true. If you go woke, you're going to be a freaking billionaire because of these investment companies, right? You yeah. know, and that's what it is. It's the investing backers. Right, more than it is. I mean, it is somewhat the consumer, right? Right. It's somewhat the consumer, but uh, with companies that have grown this large, I think it's it's pretty apparent that they can survive. Oh, yeah. even though their stocks, and everything. I mean, how is how is Budweiser still in business after the whole Dylan, whatever the heck? Oh, was not Budweiser. Name? That's Bud Light. Whatever. It's the same. It's Dylan Mulvaney. It's still it's Budweiser that, that produces the Bud Light. I mean, and, it's and a Bush. So uh, to me, it's 
uh, you know, they're still in business because they've got investment backers. So they know, okay, after a while, people are going to forget and these rednecks are going to go, sorry, I'm not, it's true, but they're going to be the ones. It's just because I think of videos of all the rednecks being like, I'm going to blow up my bush. That's what Kid Rock did. He turned around so, and said, Grandpa feeling a little it, frisky. He turned around and went, it makes his gun. Well, I've seen him blow it up with Tannerite. It's pretty it's funny. Hilarious. So that's what I think. A bunch of rednecks out, out in the woods blowing it up. But like, they know eventually that's going to die off and people are going to go back and bu- buy Bud Light. So they just got to ride it out with the investors. But, I mean, but, that's but they get a higher score, which means they get more more M's in their right. pocketbook. Right, right. Not exactly. And so, but, but I think we should, right? We should always stand for the values of God, mm-hmm. right? So uh, I would say if, if, if Mark, and I'm not saying this for you personally, I'm just using you as an example. But that's fair. M- Mark, if, if you feel that by boycotting Target, um, you are representing Christ well, and that's your conviction, go for go it, for it. Go for it. Go for it. I 100% support you. I'm not going to speak evil. But likewise, if I don't feel that same conviction, I, I would show me some grace, right? Show me some grace that maybe my conviction isn't the same as yours. And I'm but not... conversation leads to community. Right, exactly. Like, why, why do we... And this is the thing that in our political hotness that we're dealing with is no one... Everyone stands up and throws hand grenades and tries to blow everybody up and no one wants to sit down and just talk. Well, and there's, you know, you know we always get back to the like same. Like one-on-one, you know? Yeah, we always get back to the same thing. Everybody wants to think that they're, they're, that they're the stronger brother and the brother who's not doing the other thing is the weaker brother, right? It's always the stronger brother, weaker brother argument, right? Mm-hmm. So, so Mark, you think I'm the weaker brother because I'm going to Target, but I think you're the weaker brother because you're not going to Target, right? It's, we're both thinking the same thing rather than just being like, no, we're a brother and we got different convi- but convictions right now. I think we right need now. to know why. And I think those those conversations, like you said, need to happen. That's how what builds the community. It's what, okay, Mark, why? Why do you feel uh, you don't want to support or go to, go to Target? Like, why are you? Well, seek to understand. Yeah, and, Try to right. figure out the thought. Exactly. Not to not to attack, but just listen. Right. Right. Exactly. But but know why you believe and what you're sure. going to do about it. And 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 it's okay, I think, to be um, unsettled in your spirit of whether to or to not shop at Target, shop at Adidas, shop at Nike, and, and shop at wherever. Is, right. I, I mean, I'm wearing Under Armour pants right now, but. I, I am an Adidas I am nut. I'm wearing Under Armour shorts. Well, because they they know. Which side note? Did you see that they're 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 looking for new sponsors? I they might know. not be Under Armour anymore I after know, all these years again. Are we going back to Adidas? Let's well, go. But see, but, but but that's the thing is, I only wear Adidas sneaks, right? Because that's what fits my fit real good, and they real comfy. Like I I wear Adidas all the time. He always goes and those are nice pair of shoes right there. But those shoes are real comfy. <laughs> but but seriously, I'm the old no, man yeah. where I found a comfy pair of Adidas. They went on sale, so I bought a second pair and just put them in the closet until I had to wear. Well, that's just because, yeah. you know, another 10 years, it'll be the new balance. <laughs> no, girl. <laughs> Jeez. But, but what, what are we supposed to do? And that's the other yeah. thing. But I'm also, I, I wear North Face. My backpack is a Southern Baptist branded North Face. Yeah. Like, so I, I, think, I think the Bible should be our, our guide, right? So we know in, in the Corinthian church, right, what, what was happening in the Corinthian culture? Well, it was, uh, you know, have sex, drink, and be merry, basically, was the well, Corinthian. Ephesus, too. And Ephesus, you know? too, right. So, and what does Paul do? No, don't do that. Don't do this. Don't partake in these things. You know, refrain from doing this. No, don't go sleep with your father's wife. You know, that's a big problem here. Like, there's or other things people you don't in your do. family. Oh. But, the, yeah, right. <laughs> Bomb drop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Keep, put your hand grenade away. <laughs> Anyways, but... So I, I think there is uh, something to be said about, yes, we have to stand for for certain values. Um, and if we think that by doing that, that is doing the, that is standing for that value, more power to you. Um, me with the target issue, 
I don't shop there, so I really don't have a dog in this fight, right? So Janiel does pick up orders every once in a while. She can continue to do them. She may not continue to do them. I don't, our spot. I like, don't know. Thing, I don't you know? know what she's gonna. She's thinking, I'm going to let that be between her and the Lord, right, of how she feels about it. Mm-hmm. But for me, I don't shop there, so it doesn't really affect me. It doesn't bother me personally. Now, and neither does North Face or Adidas or any of those because I don't wear those. But now, like Walmart, all right, I, most of my shopping's done at Walmart, and I know that there's things. Starbucks, I know there's things about Starbucks. I know, uh, like you said, it doesn't matter in this world, in this day and age, where you shop. 95%, maybe 96% of places where we all go on a regular basis probably support something that we would say is unbiblical or ungodly. If we really wanted to know, we would do the research if we wanted to boycott everything. And at that point, get you a big acres acreage of land. Now, and start I do growing think there food. is something to be said about as, and this is where it's, it, it gets so hard because as I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to separate the two for conversation and bring them back. Sure. As, Nora, Nora, why are you calling me? My, my Hi, daughter, Nora. My daughter's trying to Bye, Nora. She, she does it all the time. She, whenever she's having a call daddy, boop. Goodness. But, you know, so I'm going to separate the two, Christian and an American, right? So as an American, everyone has the freedom of speech, the freedom of thought, the freedom of religion, and we're able to have these conversations. And as Christians, we know that, we, yes, we are called to love, but we're called to speak the truth right. in love as well. And so it's hard because anytime a Christian who stands up to talk about politics, they get shut down as um, a right, right-wing nut. Well, a right-wing nut. <laughs> That's typically how we're all viewed if we talk, um, bring up politics. But what's the word I'm looking Christian. for? Um, it's, what's what's that terminology? Um, it's not colonialism. That's Nationalists? Yeah, Christian nationalists. It's like, oh, you must be a Christian nationalist. It's like, no, I'm not. Right. I'm not at all. I'm standing for what's we're calling a spade a spade. That's right. evil. That's gross. That's right. not science. And that's the other thing too right. is some people on the left side they're like, oh, you you don't follow the science as as, as like young Earth guys. It's like, well, y'all don't follow the science with your sex and gender. So <laughs> it's just and that's the thing. There's so much hypocrisy on both sides. There's these things called chromosomes well, you but, don't follow. <laughs> but, but 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 both sides of the sure. right wing and the left wing. There's hypocrisy all over the place well, because people are willing to put the on the altar. Like they sacrifice integrity on the altar of reelections and on money and campaigns. And there's so much side on both sides and you know i listen to people on both sides of the table who aren't christians i try very hard to listen okay what do the not christians say about this sure and the thing that that you know i want to make sure i say this and say this well are some christians called to politics to represent people yes i do think the problem is is within in our country we've been told that if you're a christian you have no voice in the political arena because you want to separate church and state you got it when in reality it was not to keep christians out of the state it was to keep the state out of the church but because the baptists were the ones who asked thomas jefferson for that look up in your history books folks yeah because the problem was is that england was making everybody join the church of england which they oversaw as in lutheran germany right and uh calvin was uh no zwingli was switzerland and calvin was calvin was germany that's right, right. No, uh, no luther was germany swingley might have been hungarian i just, calvin was swiss but but yes. presbyterian Anyways, yeah, presbyterian right. scotland sure. right ireland catholics and they all killed each other over it was, yeah our history is wild but but you know but but the the thing is is the fact of so many times we're like oh you just are now you can't get too i i think their christians can get too political and get too sucked into it where it, it's destroying your your it's a, it's destroying a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think people can get too wackadoo crazy about things, but at the same time, the way the American system is designed to work is it's not a democracy where everyone's voice matters. It's 
you you get together, you you call representatives for your area, the representatives go. And why can't Christians have representation at all levels? Well, you so, know? I, you know, I think of representation, right? That representative is supposed to represent its area, the, the area, the district, the state, whatever. And the problem is that there's so many people in the biggest cities in America that the like so, the five biggest cities run all the things. Right. Well, so that's where, you know, the American people back in the day did have a voice, right? Yeah. As an American, because the representatives truly did listen. And now we have voices through Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. And, I and think some people who have voices shouldn't. We've lost a lot of that nowadays. But I, I think you're hitting on a very important point. And I think you, you've kind of, you've hit it, but I'm going to hit it a little bit harder. Yeah, hit it harder. I'll, I'll more and, so, I'll, I'll, I'm setting the nail. Like, you, you, know, you I, set I, the I, nail, I, and I'll take the cancellation. Whack it. No, but. Whack it. There, the, uh, there's a difference whether you're, you're left wing, right wing, middle. Uh, first and foremost, you need to be an ambassador of Christ. You are a Christian, right? You serve a different kingdom, not the kingdom of this world at the kingdom of heaven. So if in any, whatever, whatever your view may be of politics, or maybe you're not even in, in America, you're, you're in Canada. You're well, in say, and, and I you're wrote this anywhere. question down. If, if you're outside of America, like I know we have people in England and yeah. in Finland and sure. we've um, got people all over New Zealand. Can you let us know what you guys think of all but, these issues as an outside, not as a, as a not just American, that'd be awesome, right. but continue. But yeah, it doesn't even, it doesn't matter what part of the world you're in. You're, you're still dealing with the government that's over you. Right. And, and we see clearly from, from Paul in Romans 13, there is a, a, a sort of subjection that Christians have to give right. to to the authority over them. Um, now, we're in a unique position here in the States, right, where, where we have a little bit more of a voice. That's different. But I think that we have to remember over everything we are ambassadors of Christ, right? Um, over nationalists, nationalism, Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative. I mean, typically... The conservative right wing nationalists they do um, align a little bit better with with Christians, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think all of them fully line up with Christians. Um, and, and I'm I'm thinking of several people who are political figures that I, I'm not going to name right now that I could say that don't right fully. They they have a lot of the values, but they don't have all the values of what a Christian should have. Nor do any of us. But I, I think when you're you're hating on on a person across the aisle rather than sharing Jesus with them. There's a problem. Mm-hmm. There's a problem because we're. But, but this is where it gets hard, though, man. Is because. It, but if you say, "Oh, I'm not trying to hate on," but if but Christianity is offensive. No, and, and you know, and there's a difference between being offensive, right, mm-hmm. and being hateful or spiteful. And I feel like, like a lot. Westboro Baptists are hateful. Like exactly, and that's who I'm thinking of. Of, of the, they are very much. Uh, extreme right-wing nationalists, right? right? Where they're, uh, you know, you're going to hell. You're going to burn, burn. But what about people burn. like Matt Walsh who intentionally put a target on his back? Like, like what is a woman documentary? Sure. Um, but he's, he's, he's openly Catholic. Like, he is very, very, like, whoa, Catholic. Sure. But he goes hard. Like, I mean, he's, but again, he's, he does a lot of things. I'm like, that's, but, that's unkind, but bro. He, but he doesn't come out and say, well, so, so there's, oh, he does. He calls them idiots. Uh, so there's uh, unloving. Yes. But I don't think he hates people. I've heard people go, well, I hate this person. I hate uh, man, back in the Obama years, right? President Obama. Oh, I, I, hate, I hate Obama. I hate Obama. Yeah. I wish he would die. Like, and it's like, uh, as a Christian, should you feel that way? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not here to tell you whether you should or not. This is between you and the Lord, because ultimately it's about your relationship with God. But should we as Christians feel that way towards political opponents or towards companies or towards, you know, CEOs or towards people we work for, people we work with, Christian brothers, Christian sisters, our neighbors? Should we feel this way towards people? Well, I think it's a, a resounding no 
if you look at scripture that we should not hate, we should love. If somebody slaps us on one side of our cheek, we should turn our face, you know, open up the other side. If they ask us to go to mile, we should go too. If they ask for our coat, give them your cloak too. There's this constant giving and loving, right? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two greatest commandments in which all else fall into. And so I think if we aren't, we can be political. We can support certain things. We can boycott certain things, but we should always do it with those two commandments in mind. Mm-hmm. Loving God loving others but but then coming out of that then there, but there's the practical reality of what we're also living in where sure. we do have a voice we're able to vote we're yep, able to stand right. up and talk to i think there's ways to do it and ways not to do it i think blasting people on social media is not the way to do it for everybody but i do think there are certain people with certain platforms where that's that's what their platform is and, sure. and you know what there are people who in my opinion they feel called to go do some things that i'm like oh heck no like like there's one guy who goes around, he, he records going into these churches and, and he's not trying to cause a ruckus. He just asks questions and people get mad at him because oh, they're I've very liberal yeah, churches. Right. And so um, if that's what he feels called to do to kind of shed some light into that, I, it's fine. That's not what everyone's called to do. But, but there's people who are in the political arena who are Christians and they are called to do that. Daniel was called to be in politics. So go do that. I right. do think it's, I, I do think Christians are so scared of being called a Christian nationalist or a, I'm just going to say it, I'm going to cancel that accent, or being called a white supremacist because of oh, we're, we're white now. and we're Christian, because so, and therefore now we're just racist because of systemic racism, which I do think there are some issues, but we're not going to go into all those today. We just ain't got time. Um, but at the same token, you know, Christians are scared to talk about it, or I don't think when, or when Christians do talk about it, they just don't do it well. But I think, and this is where I want to bring in some of the Bible verse too, because we haven't talked a lot of Bible yet. Yeah, go ahead and bring them in. Is when the idea of what are Christians called to do and when is it time to stand up and speak and when is it not time to stand up and speak? And and I have a, I have a bunch of different verses, but I'm just going to read uh, the shorter ones and then in Romans 12 as well. So I'm going to read the short ones first and then get into Romans 12. Copy. So uh, Proverbs 3, 7 says, do not be wise in your own wise, in your own wise, in your own eyes, Fear the Lord, turn away from evil. We're called to turn, okay? Psalm 37, 27, depart from evil, do good, so you will abide forever. Psalm 34, 14, depart, for, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Proverbs 17, 15, he who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the righteous, both of them are like an abomination to the Lord. So mm. we're going to get some more, but so far what we're seeing is we're called to turn, and we're going to let God deal with them. Right. You know, that's what we're reading so far. But in the New Testament, we'll see in Romans 12, 9 through 21, it says this. And this is about Christian. This is called Christian ethics. If you look at the pericope on any Bible, it says Christian ethics or Christian living. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. Detest evil. Cling to what is good. Love one another deeply as brothers and sisters. Take the lead in honoring one another. Do not lack diligence and zeal. Be fervent in the Lord. Serve the Lord. Rejoice in hope, be patient in affliction, be persistent in prayer. I feel like that's a good verse for us to think about in today's culture. Share with the saints in their needs, pursue hospitality, bless those who persecute you, bless, and you're ready, do not curse. Right. Well, okay, what are we supposed to do with that? Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. That's what we call vandalizing target. But (laughs) (laughs) give careful thought to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. If room, ready, here we go. 
As far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Friends, do not avenge yourselves. Instead, leave room for God's wrath. Because it is written, vengeance belongs to me and I will repay, says the Lord. But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him some drink for in doing so. You will heap fiery coals on his head. Do not be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. Mm. So when we see this from, from Paul, what he's trying to say, in a, in, this was a letter written to Rome. Right. The Mecca of the of the of the world. Yes. The centralized very much location so. of the entire empire that was by which Christianity by which Christianity was formed. Right. And so he's writing to these Christians and saying, You are going to have affliction because it says be patient, pray for one another in your afflictions. But in doing such, repay kindness for their evil. So when they're mean to you, you should turn around and be kind to them. Now, I think there's a question of is at what point do you answer a fool according to a, to, to their folly versus don't, don't answer, answer a fool, fool according to his folly, right? And so I think there is a level of wisdom that we need to have in having those conversations because even Jesus says if they don't accept you, just brush your feet off to the disciples, just brush your feet off and go off to the next city. I got them. Or don't throw your, don't cast your pearls before swine. So I think there is a level of at what point do we just say, y'all, y'all so screwed up, we can't well, even have this and, conversation? And I, and I think it's easy to see, right? Uh, well, I say that. In some circumstances, it's easy to see. In, in the case of when you're talking to somebody, you can see is their mind actually inquisitive about it? Or is it just they're looking for it? doesn't they're matter. They're looking for a fight. They're, it doesn't matter what you say. You're no long, you, you're never going to win them over. And you're that's never going to make we, any I sense. I have a certain and person in my family that we don't bring it. Like I talked to my mom about it. It's like we you don't bring it up because that's literally... And don't that, answer a fool unless they bring like like what is that's it? That's their folly. It says don't answer a fool unless you basically become an idiot with them. I right. think is right. Something, the Mark something, translation. Yeah. The Mark translation. That, that, yeah, it's Proverbs. But, but we don't bring it up because there's no conversation. Right, and so I, I think at that point, that's when you you kind of just say okay, and then at that point, I think you come and you pray for those who do evil against you, right? Or are mm-hmm. you 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 know that's where you heat you know doing so you heap fiery coals upon their head by by if they're thirsty give them a drink you know you take care of them you still do right by them you pray for them but you don't expect anything out of them right and, and i mean even when you look at the eyes i brought all of isaiah 5 i'm not going to read the whole chapter go back and read isaiah 5 guys but in verse 20 it says woe to the it doesn't say go you know pity a fool go miss a t on their face it says woe to those and whenever it says woe it means god's coming woe to those who call evil good and good evil, and substitute darkness for light and light for darkness, who substitute bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Mm. And whenever you see a woe passage, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's like us that, that literally saying Jesus going breath, it coming. And so in today's culture, I think that there's a, there's a bit of a double-edged sword again that we talked about at the beginning where as Americans, we do need to be aware of what's happening that we, there are ways. And I think Christians should be involved in the political arena. Mm-hmm. I think that we should have a voice in it because that's just America. And once America stops everyone's voices, like I think the Satanist has just as much a voice in the American political system as Christians do, because that's how America was built. Is that the ideal? No, but is this heaven? No. But we from an need, American standpoint, that's how you. But feel, but right? here's the th- yes, but but here's the deal, right? A lot of times we look at people and be like, "You need to fix it. You need to fix it. You need to fix it." And I want to turn the finger and go, "But what are you doing?" Right. Because that's the question I have for people who are like, "Well, they just need to do this and this and this." And I'm like, "Okay, so what have you done about it?" Well, and so in a, in, a, in our country, right? We, like, who's we, your neighbor? We can do things. We can vote. We can do stuff like that, right? Those are the ways we can. If you feel 
No, I don't. Wrong. I, I think can people can you use can, their platform to can, talk about. You these can talk things. about it, but if, if you don't use if, a blog, go for it. If you don't have those things and you want to boycotting is your way of doing it, go for it. Like that's as an American, that's your freedom to be able to do that. Uh, as a Christian, I would say, and this is my final thought: always check the intentionality of your heart. Why okay. are you doing what you're doing? Is it for the benefit? Who's it for the benefit of? Is it because is it for you? Is it for others? Who's it for? And, and I'm not trying to say which way it is with whatever you do, but just check your intentionality of your heart. Are you being that? Are you loving God? Are you loving others? Are you doing it well? Are you representing Christ well? That's where I'm leaving my thoughts. What do you got? I think it's okay for Christians to call spades spades, to be honest. And so I think there's different people with different platforms. I think we're using our platform to do certain things. We've had a lot of messages where it says, oh, you need to do this. You should do this. You should. I can't believe you guys aren't doing this. Well, A, we don't have a full-time staff, so we can't do a lot of that. But B, <laughs> also, like, we're not called to do certain things. Like, do we go deep dives into certain topics in, in the, the theological world? Yes, but we ain't no ass Pastor John. We ain't no, like— R.C. Sproul, like, like Steve that's not Lawson. Wayne Grudem. Like, right. we're, we're not that type of podcast. Right. And so we have certain platforms, and we use it in certain ways. Now, we are going to talk about faith, culture, and society. Today, we're talking about culture. But, you know, I do think it's something to say, I don't think it's a bad thing— for Christians to say up and call evil evil and say that's right. evil. Like honestly, sure. like I want to make a statement. People might not like it. I think it's okay if someone wants to medically transition as an adult from male to female or female to male. Now, I don't think insurance should cover that. I don't think insurance should even touch that bill. But if you want to go do it, you have the freedom to go do it. However, however, why is it okay to you have to get someone's permission to give a kid ibuprofen at school, but you don't have to get a parent's permission to have gender studies therapy for these kids. Why is it okay where you can have these safe houses, which it's a bill, look it up. I think it's in uh, California, Washington, I don't know, where kids can go to these safe houses and say, I'm not safe at home because I'm a kid, and they can remove these kids from these people's homes. And because that's not a safe place for this person because they're dealing with gender, gender, gender dysphoria, and that's not a safe place for them. So they can take them, they can, they can take the kids away. Like there are things, and those are evil. Those are bad evil. So I think there's a level of, yes, I think it's okay to call hypocrisy what it is, which is what I'm doing right now. But I also think it's one of those things where we need to fight against what is evil because evil is evil. And there's a level of like, you know, science is science. Biology is biology. And there's a level of like, that's not okay. And when you start telling kids like, just because you don't feel like a boy, that means you're a girl. Or if you're a girl and you don't feel like it, you must be a boy. It's like, that's a load of crap because no, what? And so we've been teaching our kids at home. Hey, so, so I'd be like, Hey, so whatever kid, are, are you a boy or you're a girl? And they'll, they'll say what gender they're not. I'll say why. And they'll tell me the very obvious reasons genetically and physically why. And then we also go about, well, what about your chromosomes? Oh yeah, they're different. Like they know they're different. Sure. Not like, not like they're different, but like boys and girls are different. And so I, I'm trying to teach my kids in the home what is good and right. Cause that's my job as a Christian father. Mm -hmm. That's my job is to teach my kids. And that's what I'm doing. And I do think it's in the conversations. Don't be scared to say, you know, you know, paint the picture. Don't just say, well, my Bible says this and it, no, but it's the fact that you get down to the heart of the issue. Cause normally when people are having these issues, there's deeper tugs going on in their heart that they're trying to figure mm -hmm. out. And they see that this is the solution. We say, no, that's not the solution. Here's the real solution. So I do think it's okay to fight evil in certain realms and in certain arenas, but not at the sake of the gospel either. Mm. Because, you know, we're not supposed to have anything in our lives that causes anyone to stumble away from Jesus. I'll be at the cross. Mm. 
And so with this conversation, if people are like, man, I just don't know. I just can't go shopping at Target. Cool. That's, that's fine. Beth and I were talking. We're like, maybe we just don't go to Target in, in June. Like, well, maybe yeah, we just don't take the kids happens. to it and, and, and not, not, not boycott it, but for the kids sake, yeah. you know, like maybe we just, we just won't do it because you know what? Our kids' minds are, they, they can't understand it. They can't process it yet. And all these things. Well, so for know? me, you know, I would push back on, on one statement that you made that you, you know, you said for you, you're okay with uh, the adult male transitioning. I mean, I, I'm not okay with me or, or my no, kids, but, but if I, someone wants to make that decision, I would I say, can't stop them. I would say that's still evil, right? I would say, oh, it's I would still, say it's, it's still, still evil. I'm not okay. I'm not okay with it. Okay, I can't stop it, and, 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 and I'm not going so to try to stop you. it. Thank you. So I, let me but correct my you, statement: yes. is I'm not okay with it, right? But you're not going to. You're allowed to do you, that in this in this country. You can do that. That's your choice. You could choose sin. But here's the question: I and this is I, I want to make it very clear that you know, it's and this not is where okay. people are going to say, and this is where my brain goes to, is at what point do, do we call enough enough? Right. You know what I mean? Like now we're all of a sudden like, like they don't call pedophilia pedophilia anymore. They call it some nice, okay term where it's like, oh, they're just, that's just how they're wired. That's just how they're built. It's like, no, that's sick. That's called no self freaking control. Well, it's going to end up getting to it like, yeah. I mean, uh, I just read a a thing, an article the other day about how they're doing temporary wives and their 10 year old girls over in certain Arab countries Shut where up. they marry them for like six hours and have their way and then leave. And then they get the, the, a writ of divorce that that's what they can do in their culture. And I, to me, I think that's, that's called not horrific, having self. That's biblically awful. wrong and just ethically, morally, humanly disgusting. Like it's just, uh, I can't. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is this is a question I think less about politics and more about ethics is really what it comes down to. And, and you know, to be honest, the world does not have a godly ethic. The Bible says that you know their their gods are their stu- was it their 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 gods are their stomach and their end is destruction or something like that or basically whatever whatever they desire whatever they want they do it and they're going to get destroyed right and I think there's a level of Christians that yes we can look for the greater hope we have a living hope in Jesus we know that what are them to do evil but what are we called to do at one day we're going to stand before God and not now now people who are Christians who are in the political arena have to stand up and give an account for what they did in that area in the same way that you and I have to give sure. an account for whatever world we're living in sure. in doing that but ultimately we have to give account for ourselves and say okay so what did you do good and faithful servant I gave you 10 talents yeah. what did you do with them did you bury them or did you use them right and so with this conversation with consumerism, with Target, I don't think we have an answer for the bigger picture thing that's going on with the whole push to, to, to give all these companies this. I do think it's okay. And this is the hard thing too, because whenever you, there's companies out there like Daily Wire's creating, all these other companies are creating, and athletes about to drop, I don't know who he is, but some athletes are supposedly supposed to drop this massive conservative sports line that doesn't take money from these investors. Mm-hmm. And so it sucks because a lot of times when you do that, they cost like 20 times more than just going to Walmart or target. So that kind right. of sucks. But you know, if, if you have the means and you're able to sure support the small business, support the small Christian business, support right. all these people, hundred percent, like, you know, and, and there's some people who work with me because I'm a Christian, but there's many people who work with me just because I have a good reputation. Well, and you're a and, small and, business. They'd rather help the little guy. Right. And so, and that's the reputation I'm trying to have is I'm a Christian first. My, I, I'm, I have tattoos that are unapologetic Christian. I say it on my website and not the fact that I'm a Christian. So work with me, but it's the fact of every time I work with somebody, I got Jesus on my sleeve right? and I have to give an account for that because I'm his ambassador. So what am I going to give account for in whatever realm or arena I find myself? And so if you are in the political arena 
If you are in the school room as a teacher in the public school system, that is your arena to shine for Jesus. So what are you going to do about it? And we can't give you that answer, right. which kind of sucks that we, hey, we're going to have this conversation, um, have fun figuring it out. But I, I do think there's a level of we have to hate evil and cling to what's good and just, I mean, do what we can as, as, as I don't want to say as Americans to push the cause of Jesus onto everybody. But at the same time, we have an ability in America to have a voice and to change some of these things. So we can... Well, that's why we need to show up at the polls and we need to do these things and we need to vote our consciences. It's but, talent. Use your talent well. Yeah. And and so at, at the end of the day, to land the plane, I'm just, I'm just going to repeat what, what, what Paul said, okay? If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. For in doing so, you'll heap fiery coals on his head. And don't be conquered by evil, but conquer evil with good. That's, that's the best way to end it right there. <laughs> rust. We're rusty. Rust. Can I try that again? Try it again. Uh, um, I think it's yellow. Yellow. Time for fun facts with February. <laughs> if you didn't know, we're professionals, guys. We're professionals. We almost, so I, so I know, we almost had an interview for this 630 hour that we record about all about Genesis. So stay in tune for that interview. It's going to be balling, but I'm kind of glad we didn't do that now because this was rusty. <laughs> Yeah, we don't want oh, to look wait, too wait, wait, wait. I'm supposed to be prepared to do the outro music. So yeah, we did. Okay. All right. So we did fun facts right, with the cute. Oh, we got fun facts. Let's all right. go. All right. Here's the fun fact of the day, which is actually a fun fact I've had in the queue for a couple months now. The fastest gust of wind ever recorded on Earth was 253 miles per hour. Holy crap. Hang on to your hats because this isn't your average windstorm. In 1996, a tropical cyclone named Olivia hit off the coast of Barrow Island, Australia, with such a force that it broke an incredible record. According to the Weather Channel, Olivia's eye wall produced five extreme three-second wind gusts, the peak of which was 253 miles per hour gusts, which blew past the previous wind record of 231 miles per hour set in the Mount Washington, New Hampshire back in 1934. You know, my question is, is what does that feel like? Okay, so when you're jumping out of a plane and falling down, like like you're parachuting, sure. like what would that mile an hour feel like in comparison to that i have no idea because like when we get like 30 miles an hour winds i'm like bro Nora's so skinny she's gonna get picked up and whipped out of here real fast so when we went to gatlinburg pigeon forge area was it windy we went to the wind uh wonderworks museum oh you guys did and they had the hurricane wind the the, the, the little tube or whatever and so i want i was the only one that did it my kids didn't want to do it but when i did it i think they said it was 90 mile per hour winds and this is three times that it was like three times three times that it was it would push you back kind of powerful. I mean, so yeah, this is, oh, yeah, three times more. Yeah, that's wild. That's you crazy. know what else is pretty powerful? What's that? Leaving reviews for us on Spotify <laughs> and Apple Podcasts. So if you've been listening for a while, here's the deal, okay? We know because of our stats, we get about 4,000 people who listen to this podcast, which is nuts. The fact that, and we also have, uh, we just looked at it, 1,000 people almost. We're close, getting close to 1,000 subscribers or something like that. 853 on that's YouTube. That's not really that close, but but. You know, on Spotify, we're getting close to a thousand reviews, which is nuts over there. Um, and on Apple Podcasts, we only have like 120 something like 164 that. 164 so, on. Oh Apple. wow, I, I'm, I'm, my what numbers behind? are suck. Yeah, but yeah, either way, right. so but it, wherever you leave podcasts, if you're able to, please leave us a review. It helps us get into the ears of people just like you are trying to find our podcast. And if you haven't already subscribed to use YouTube, go to Real Talk Christian Podcast, hit the little bell of notification, Ding! subscribe. And uh, you'll be apprised when we drop new episodes and go live every once in a while. Uh, we've had the talks of more things coming out. We just 
life's been crazy, so we haven't got it. But go ahead and check that out. And uh, like Mark said, if you haven't left us a review, leave us a review. Do it. Uh, if you are in need of a Bible, reach out to us. We got Bibles, a few Bibles left. Uh, if you're in need of one, we can send one out to you. We just need a name and an address. And I checked 974 ratings on Spotify. So we need 26 as of time of recording, guys. So let's get it out there. Let's get after it. Let's help other people find the show and be encouraged in their Christian walk, guys. We love you. We're happy recording again. Then we'll see you guys next time. But until then, take it easy.